Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Monday, May 2022. Kyle Krabs and Chris Schubert here. Joe Marino traveling back from the great wilderness of the Yellowstone, Montana. Chris, do you remember what where exactly he went? I don't remember. All I know is today's his last day off the, uh, off the pot. Yeah, he returns back to us tomorrow. Um, he's been sending me wilderness videos so I can see the uh, the landscape of what he's looking at. But I don't remember exactly. Uh, big, No, I, I forget where it was. Somewhere in Montana. But he's just Wherever they me, film Yellowstone. Yeah, he's just sending me videos of deer and buffalo Bison. and moose. and just I'm just getting everything sent to me via the Instagram DMs. Kyle, how are you? How was your weekend? Hey, I'm doing great. We... Um... Somebody had to be in North Carolina, so we came down to the Outer Banks for a few days, which is where I'm at now. Uh, and I am also returning tomorrow. So it's a quick trip for me, but um, it was nice to, to get out and enjoy the beach a little bit and uh, spend some time with some extended family. So we're, we're doing good. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Did, did did some move. Did a move this weekend, so not in the normal setup. I probably right. sound differently to the everybody. Pizza party. On the podcast feed, uh, but I am here at the. Can, uh, the I, can I be the bearer of bad news? Please. You really don't sound all that different at all. Yeah, it's it's because of the acoustics. I know I'm you've actually, got a lot. Yeah, I'm holding this microphone closer. The new place, the acoustics are much better. I think you'll notice a difference tomorrow once I'm all uh, I'm all set up. But it was a good weekend uh, because I um I picked uh, Justin Thomas to win the PGA Championship, and uh, he ended up winning the PGA Championship. Oh, he and came so back from seven back. Huh? If you're you know if you like those kinds of things, if you like betting on golf majors, if you like betting on you know let's say NFL futures, maybe the MLB season that's in full swing, NBA playoffs, we're getting closer to the NBA finals. Come on, you know the drill by now. Head on over to our friends over at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for your betting needs and sports info. They got all of those things I just mentioned: fights, NFL futures, Major League Baseball. They got the Stanley Cup playoffs going on as well. Bet Online, your continued source for all your sports wagering needs. You can use our promo code Believe to get started. And if you head on over to the website and use that promo code on either the, uh, the website or your mobile device, you will get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Happy World Turtle Day, by the way. World Turtle Day? Or Taffy Day, if that floats your boat instead. Yeah, that that's better than Turtle Day, but I, Joe probably would have led with the Turtle Day. So It's World Turtle Day. The Sea Turtles. It's it, National it, Sun Safe Day today as well. It is uh, AFC. Well, please, be. you're outside right now, so please be sun safe today. Um, it's uh, it's overcast, I'm right? Yeah. Uh, AFC and that's NFC how, that's, that's not how... It's, Rays of sunshine work, by the way, just just so we're clear. May or uh, may not have got torched yesterday on cast day. No count, though. Uh, AFC and NFC North Day in terms of the biggest holes on uh, the roster. So we have eight teams to get through here over the course of the show. Kyle, I will let you dictate sure. where we start today. Let's, let's start with the AFC North, and let's okay. start with, uh, what, division champion Cincinnati Bengals, right? Uh, that would be the team uh, defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, I believe, is also a fair oh, way me. to describe them 
here. Uh, clearly, it's a quarterback, wide receiver, uh, and running back. Biggest holes on the roster when you look at yeah, that this is clearly. real big problems there. <laughs> Uh, they did a good job with the offensive line, so I feel like we should give them credit there and maybe not. They they deserve credit there for sure. How about, um, I don't know, linebacker I don't think is – I think they're good. They're fine at linebacker, but I don't think that's like a, wow, they're really good there. And I think this is a roster that has jumped up uh, as far as the quality. I think you could point to that corner, that uh, Eli Apple corner spot possibly. It depends on what we're doing with – with Daxton Hill and Cam Taylor Britt, if you think that they can step in right away. Uh, but I, I would say those are probably the two spots for me, corner, outside corner, that Eli Apple spot, and then linebacker in general has good players, but not like that's not going to be a linchpin of who you are defensively. Yeah, they're, they're I think, pretty strong up front in terms of both pass rush and on the interior, right? I think you're, you're fine there. You wouldn't even begin to question that. And then on the back end, other outside the spots you mentioned, like, they still got Jesse Bates out there. Um, Daxon Hill, we think, can play a couple different positions. Um, so yeah, I, I I I would agree one hundred percent. Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick really anything on the offensive side of the ball because I think they did enough on the offensive line for you to look elsewhere uh, before maybe circling back and saying yeah they could probably use a depth piece uh, or two there. So yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with what we did there with the uh, with the Cincinnati Ooh, Bengals. Lock it in. This is nice and easy to start us off today. Uh, what do you think of Pitts? Pittsburgh's interesting. I can name a, a key spot on both sides of the ball that I think you can can give some acknowledgement to. So, are we gonna are we gonna say quarterback, or are we gonna leave that one alone? Yeah, no, that that deserves to be said. Kenny Pickett hasn't played, and Mitchell Trubisky is obviously has the reputation that he has for a reason because his play when he was a starter was middling at at, at best, and you know he had high flashes, and of course athletic and. But I don't look at the quarterback spot and be like, yeah, we're we're good to go there. Now, whether that's the biggest hole on the roster, what other contending spots do you foresee? Side yeah. of potentially corner and maybe somewhere else. Yeah, I, I think defense, you, you look at the corner right away and, and you, you circle that one and you say, you're going to probably need some help there. Um you know they 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 made the investment into bringing in Miles Jack and and I and I, I guess I would pose this I'm going to pin this back on you and ask you a question what do you make of this linebacker group because they have Devin Bush they made the investment in bringing in Miles Jack like it, it it's I, I I look at it and I go I'm not in love with it but I don't know if I necessarily would list it as like the biggest hole on the team yeah I mean those are two players that have underwhelmed this past year in Miles Jack and Devin Bush and the team did not exercise Devin Bush's fifth-year option, so they kind of are alluding to how they feel about him, and that was the other spot that I was kind of teasing, to be honest with you. I do think it's more of a question mark than a hole, though. Right, like you, right. You it's, do it's, have yeah. two high-investment players in that spot, and probably in the same spirit, that's probably how we should treat quarterback as well. Then it's uh, a question, not a hole. Court- yeah, if we're being – as objective as possible, I think that that's probably how I would choose to address it, which would leave corner as the biggest hole. Uh, we have the Ravens up next. Yes. Uh, wide receiver, to me, is is that spot. 
I'm so glad that that's the spot you brought up. I was driving from the new place that I'm living to the old places where I'm doing the show today. And I was thinking about each of these teams. I was giving myself the drive to kind of narrow down my focus for these teams. Yeah. And when I thought about the Ravens and I thought about wide receiver, the thing that I kept coming back to is I agree with you, but I just wonder if the way that they construct this offense with Lamar and the way that they're going to use Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely and all of the running backs at their disposal, are they just more than comfortable with the group that they have? Because they're not going to, this is not your traditional three wide offense that they're going to use all three of these guys and stretch down the field. Like they traded Hollywood Brown. I feel like that tells us how they feel about not only this group, but the direction that their offense is going in. I'm not disagreeing with you. Wide receiver was my, where my brain went right away. Yep. But, but again, the, like the way that they've drafted, the way that they've put together this team, it makes me wonder if they don't feel similarly to the way we do about it. Well, I, I think you can feel similarly about it, but it's like it can be by design, right? It's like you got to choose where to and where not to invest. And I think if you are honest about what this offense has looked like when it's been in its best and what Lamar Jackson has looked like when he has been his best, yeah, like I'm not losing a bunch of sleep over it, but that doesn't mean they're still not talented relative to some of the other spots on the roster. So I like a lot of what they have defensively. Obviously, the, the investment in, in David Ajabo is not going to pay dividends this year, but I think they have enough there where like, you're going to be just fine. And obviously, uh, getting Tyler Linderbaum to redefine the interior of your offensive line and doubling down in tight end again on top of what you already have in Mark Andrews is super exciting and getting everybody healthy. So, like, yeah, this is just the spot for me where it's – like, and that, th there's a reason why I picked Baltimore to win the AFC North the first time I went through and did schedule predictions, and it's because I really like this team. And I do agree that it's by design and they're probably not seeing it a ton, but I just don't know where else I would point to and be like, they're desperately hurting for talent in this spot on the roster. For sure. For sure. I, I agree with the conclusion that you came to there. And that, that was, you know, the, the circle of, of thought that went through my brain when I was th thinking right. about this team. Uh, we have one more team, right? We just have the Browns left to do in the AFC North. We do, we do have the Cleveland Browns. Yes. How about Clowney coming back, huh? Yep. Okay. We yes. joked about Clowney, what, last week? Waiting until we're August like, oh, to yeah, sign? Clowney, yeah. wait till August to sign. No, he's, he heard us. He got Draft, locked in. Drafted his listener, Jadavion Clowney. He's like, I'll show you. Yeah, we got Chris Ballard and Jadavion Clowney and whoever else that we talk about things and they just, the shoe drops immediately. Um, I, I want to want to say wide receiver no, still. No, don't do this. Outside don't of Amari Cooper. No, they got Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell. This, this is a good group. Okay. He's passive-aggressive right now. This is a good group. Got it. Uh, I like David Bell. I like Donovan Peoples-Jones coming out. I obviously like Amari Cooper. But relative to – I mean, the offensive line is is in great shape. The offensive backfield's in great shape. You know, you, you have a quarterback room that has – Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield still in it right now. Obviously, that we expect that to change. Defensively, he just used a third-round pick on Alex Wright, and I don't know that I'm hedging hard on him or banking hard on him entering into year one. I do think he is a little bit more of a project. 
maybe linebacker, but like it's either linebacker or wide receiver for me. And those are really the only two spots that I, I can point to at all and be like, yes, I want to identify this and shout this out as not being a good position group relative to the rest of the team. Right. Their pass rush is fine. Even before Clowney came back, you, you felt good about the group that they have there. Their secondary is not a group that you would go, oh, they have to get something. They have to fix something there. So, yeah, if you're going to pick a group on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be linebacker. And I would agree with you that I, while I would defend this wide receiver group, it's the only thing you could pick on the offensive side of the ball. Because what, what are you going to talk bad about the Browns offensive line? You're going to talk bad about their nope, tight end. I'm not. You're going to talk bad about the running I'm back not. room. Like you just like it's just no. there's not there's not other options for you to pick and and that goes to show you why I think they felt that regardless of the the off the field stuff that has entered this conversation why they felt that they were in the market to go just trade for a franchise altering quarterback and they went out and got Deshaun Watson. Now they're dealing with all of the right. repercussions of that, and I, there's a suspension probably more than likely coming here. But you look at this roster and you understand why they felt that they could go and make that trade and, and trade away the draft capital that it took uh, to get him. You got some? Is it National Bird Day by you? You got some birds chirping near you there. Yeah, they're. Um, yeah, what the heck? I'll, I'll let you take a look. I mean, we're looking out across the. Um, oh, very nice. The Outer Banks here, so a couple houses and birds and i thought if i had the, the gain all the way it would eliminate that oh, no, no, no. component but i know they're they're making pretty prominent cameos here so hope everybody likes birds yeah you're getting a lot of birds here did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan dave used auto approved to refinance his car replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment now since he's saved with auto approved he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers AutoApprove connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApprove, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through AutoApprove, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with AutoApprove. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit AutoApprove.com slash believe. That's AutoApprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. Uh, the NFC North, the winners of the, the, the winners of the NFC North were uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, once again, correct? That's we, We're in agreement here. Hey, can we stay at wide receiver? I, I think that's, I was just going to make the joke, but I'd like to stay at wide receiver. Yeah, I do not feel strongly yeah, about this group that I do any of the other groups that we've talked about. Listen, and like you got some nice. I like Damari Rogers coming out and Christian Watson, obviously. And I don't just anytime you lose a player of Devontae Adams's caliber and you replace him with a second round draft choice, that has to be the spot for me where like there's no question you're not as good. Are you going to be more well-balanced in the passing game? Sure. I mean, you could probably extend this to pass catchers and include the tight end room too. 
if we're being honest, is, is just a group that um, in its entirety, Aaron's going to have to do some heavy lifting and, and get, and Tunyon's been productive when he's been healthy and like, that's all great. But like, would Robert Tunyon prevent you from going out and getting a quality starting tight end that's proven to be a consistent contributor in the passing game? Right. No. I So the other thing too, I look at this group as I, I can get to a point where I, I I can point at a bunch of guys and I can be like, oh, I can see how this this can work. Christian Watson's really good in year one. They're able to do more with Alan Lazard and Amari Rogers takes a step in year two. They did bring in Sammy Watkins, whatever you may think of Sammy Watkins. He can find a role on this team. Like the, the, yeah. you can get there. I can get there to be like, yeah. okay, this group becomes more well-rounded, but you go from having Devontae Adams to not having Devontae Adams. The only answer here is to pick the wide receiver the wide receiver room. It doesn't matter what you did in the draft. Can I ask you a question though? How do you feel about the interior of this offensive line? Uh the offensive line is a group for Green Bay in my mind that like they've gone out and they've added a bunch of mid round guys and like they play reasonably well when they are charged with playing. Do I think you could get more talented there? Absolutely. Do I think it's a backbreaker for them? Maybe in the postseason, but I, I think you're going to be fine across the course of a season, generally speaking. Um, and I would still point to the wide receiver room to be the one spot that that jumps to me the most. But yeah, I think it's it's fair to look at the interior offensive line and say, hey, man, like you got Bakhtiari, who's a stud, and, and maybe Elton Jenkins is your two tackles. Sure would be nice to have a player of, of near that caliber in the other three spots, and, and right now you don't. So, yeah, I can understand why that, that shout-out is happening for that interior offensive line. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, I believe, are next up on our list, right? The Minnesota Vikings are up next. They did finish second, yeah. Um, big Not going to pick wide receiver here. Is it corner? Is it corner? Depends on what you think of Patrick Peterson. If you think he's got a lot I left. Mean, how, you would know as somebody who lived in the market that Pat Pete played a decade in. Mm-hmm. And obviously he was he was pretty good for them last year. But, I mean, what do you think the shelf life remaining of quality? Like, is that replicatable what he did last year? Is there a little bit of a depreciation we should expect? And then how bad does that get? Well, and and let's be, let's be clear. Pat P was fine last year, but he wasn't peak P2 Arizona Pete, right? Like that, right. that didn't, right. he, 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 that level's gone. That level doesn't exist anymore. I, I think, I think you need to look at the way that the Vikings have approached this. They've signed him to two individual one-year contracts. And so they're taking it in a, okay, we brought you in on a one-year prove-it deal. You proved it. We're going to give you another one-year deal because, again, we're not necessarily sure how translatable this is and how long-term this is. And then the other, the other thing, too, Kyle, is their other corner, Andrew Booth, you, you, rookie. You don't know what you're going to get. Medicals, there's some, there's some medicals yep. there as well. So it's a group that you have an aging veteran on one side and you have a young player who you don't know if is going to be able to be on the field on the other side. So it, it has to be the biggest question mark, I think, when you look at this defense. Um, just because you're both ends of the spectrum here. You have a young player who you don't know if he's going to be on the field and you have an old player who you don't know if when he's on the field if he's going to be able to give you what he's given you in years past. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think the, the, the corner room is something that I would talk about because, again, I, I, I listen, I, I think there's things they can fix on the 
particularly the right side of their offensive line, but they invested a second-round pick in Ed Ingram for their right guard spot. I think the left side of the line mm-hmm. is, is fine. Um, you know, they their running back room is good. Their wide receivers are good. They know what you know what you have in Kirk Cousins. I really don't think there's anything I'd pick on offense, like at all. How about um, you did lose Tyler Conklin and you have Irv Smith coming back off a knee injury that ended his season. So that might be like the offensive spot that I point to. It's just I liked Irv Smith coming out of Alabama a bit. He showed flashes too. You just don't know know what you're going to get. For sure, but he's shown flashes there in Minnesota. And I wonder if now room completely empty – his spot to lose, his opportunity if he starts to show you what you know we all liked. Because I remember liking him at Alabama as well, just coming out. He's mm-hmm. a fun player. So I, I think there's there's certainly opportunity there. Hey, so Chris, real quick, shout out yeah. Sammy Watkins, 394 receiving yards and one touchdown last year. Wow. You, you went and pulled the receipts on me there. Man, you know, it's just Joe, and it's not Sammy's fault either. It's Joe's fault. Joe, yeah, Joe year, did this. Oh, Sammy, oh. Yeah. Oh, Sammy Watkins. Say Kansas City signed Sammy Watkins. Baltimore signed Sammy Watkins. And guess what? He's got like 450 yards and he doesn't get in the end zone. And it's every time. So <laughs> the fact that he was elicited uh, in this conversation uh, here and now with, with Green Bay couldn't help myself. I would like to submit the entire offense for the Chicago Bears outside of the quarterback room as an, as an answer here. Brian Perez, hang up. Stop listening. Paige DeMacos. Skip this one. Skip this part. Page is Page is at least a little bit of a realist as it pertains to Chicago. Brian's like we've Mooney, fourteen hundred yeah, yards. We've lost. We've lost Brian. Um, but so if you had to identify a singular spot, are you saying the wide receiver room? or Are you saying the offensive line? I so, so I have I have the full depth chart up and I'm looking at it. This offensive line scares me. And not in not in the I'm worried about getting after the quarterback way, as in the I'm worried about protecting the quarterback way. It scares me. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Justin Fields upright for 17 games. I just don't think they can do it. Your right tackle is a guy who was injured last year in, in the second year of his NFL career. I mean, what else do we got here, Kyle? And I don't know that you have enough guys that can get open with enough consistency for the ball to quickly come out and Justin was you know there were there were times at, at Ohio State where he wanted to make plays happen down the field because that was the design of the offense so it's how do all these pieces fit together that's what scares me so I would agree with you, the offensive line is probably in Chicago got a tough break because where they picked they ended up getting an extra second round pick with the Khalil Mack trade and they win it sent it back into defense because the board didn't really fall their way, if we're being completely honest. So I don't blame them for forcing picks, but now they've kind of put themselves in this position where I don't know where the optimism lies. Yeah, I think it's very important to make it clear. They got two good players in the second round, in Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. They got two good players that are going to help their defense. But I ask you to look at the way that the offense is currently constructed and just wonder what could have been right they, they have put themselves uh, in this situation where in the middle of the season if Justin Fields leading the league in in sacks because the offensive line everyone's gonna be like ah probably probably should have seen that one coming Detroit the last team on our list the last team on our list this has quickly I... become a interesting team 
like a lot of what they've done the last two years. I love this. Love this wide receiver room. I know we're supposed to talk do about we, holes, but I was going to say, I just do we get Jamison Williams for the full season? Because if we get Jamison Williams for the full season, I get very excited. Very excited. Him on one side, I'm on um, Brown on the other. How about I think quarterback's probably the natural spot to call out, right? Which is how you'd like to do it. If you're building from scratch and you take two off seasons and you have a veteran player there who like you know who your starter is going to be, but are we going to call Jared Goff the, the entrenched long-term starter for Detroit? And if the answer is no, you like their offensive line. They have pieces. If Taylor mm-hmm. Decker can continue to stay healthy, like you, you've got a pretty strong nucleus up front. You got some skill players now. You got TJ Hawkinson offensively. You got Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive side of the ball. DeAndre you, Swift's a good player. Cor- do, we, do we want to call out corner? It's just a question of if you're taking a long-term view for a team that's in a long-term mentality, if you're taking a short-term view for 2022. Yeah, I, I, but, and I think the only way to view this team is in, is in the long-term purview. But they're, they're doing it the right way, and each year you're seeing the improvement that you want to see. It's one thing to adapt yeah. this strategy and to, to, to try to do it, but it's, it's another thing to see the improvement year over year. They were more competitive last year than everyone expected them to be because they're coached well. Dan Campbell's a good football coach, and they have talent. There, there is talent on this team. They're not completely empty across the board. They have TJ Hawkins, and they have DeAndre Swift, and that was before last year. Then they added in Amon Ross St. Brown, who in the second half of the season was really good, and they have enough pieces on defense that make you feel you know, pretty excited, and then they go into this year, and they get Aiden Hutchinson, and they get Jamison Williams. Like They're doing this the right way, like you said, Kyle, and they're, you're clearly seeing the improvement year over year. And so when they're ready to make the decision and to go out and, and, and put their chips in the middle and get a quarterback, whether it's through the draft or whether it's through a trade or free agency, wherever the case may be, I think they're going to be in a really good spot. Now, that's not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation is to pick what the hole is on the team. And I probably would, would, would agree with you. It's either corner if you're going to pick a defense position um, and if you're going to pick an offensive position, it's quarterback just because of the way we've cut, we put, we contextualize this team with a long-term view. Done. Lock it in. That's it. Any, any parting thoughts for the people? I will say this, this series is a lot of fun because I think what it does is it allows me to remember just certain moves that it's, because there's, listen, everybody, there's a lot that happens. There's the draft, there's free agency, the trades. You forget some of the stuff. We talk about it in the moment. And then like six weeks later, I'm like, oh, I forgot that happened. And so to be able to right. see it on the depth chart and be like, oh yeah, they got that guy in like the fifth round. That's really good. They like, It's a good depth piece for them. Like this kind of allows us to contextualize it a little bit more. And, and, and this has been a, it's been a fun little exercise. We're going to do it uh, again tomorrow. We got one more uh, group of divisions to do, I believe. One more group. We're going to do it one more time. Joe will be back for the end of the party, so that's great. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, the Draft Dudes. Thanks for everybody who checked out the show. Uh, Thanks for everybody uh, over at BetOnline for their continued support of the podcast. Make it a great Monday, rest of your Monday, and we will talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Draft Dudes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.